Welcome to the Sports GPS, where all roads lead to sports, with your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to the Sports GPS Season 2, Episode 14. Parker, what are we getting into, my man? We are talking Week 3 results of the NFL season, leading into previewing Week 4. Of course. Then we are taking a pit stop, because of course we have to get our snacks. Gotta get our snacks, of course. Where we'll go to the newsstand and talk everything Major League Baseball. Then we'll finish with our fantasy football update, including our weekly segment, what should Derwin do? What should Derwin do? Yeah, all that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. All right, let's get into it. Uh, the week three recap, I guess, is yeah. probably the best way to put it. Parker, what, what happened on Thursday night? All right, Thursday night, the Panthers defeated the Texans 24-9. to It wasn't much of a game. It wasn't a game. Uh, Panthers quarterback Sam Darnold went 23-34 for 304 yards. He didn't have a passing touchdown, but he ran it eight times and had two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he had to kind of do it all after Christian McCaffrey kind of went out. So My fantasy team. Yeah, that might hurt a little bit, but really... You know, the Panthers kind of had that thing on cruise control all night, so it wasn't really that big of an issue. And I think that's the reason why they held out Christian McCaffrey. No doubt. Uh, Bills versus Washington. We did this game on ColorCast for commentary. Yeah. I should say that we commented on this game. We did the commentary until, like, the third quarter when we realized this thing was really over. Yeah. And then we just started talking random stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely the worst game on Sunday. Yeah. We picked it. Whoops. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> but uh, Bills defeated Washington 43-21. to 21. Josh Allen went 32-43 for 358 yards and four touchdowns. Emmanuel Sanders had two of those. Again, yeah. fantasy team on my bench. Yeah. I mean, Listen, we all make mistakes. Yeah. I but, didn't I didn't have him in a stardom situation. But at least I still won in that league. Yeah, I didn't win at all last week, so. Yeah, sorry, Your boy man. went 0-3 last week. Sorry, bud. Eh, it happens. But, yeah, no, I mean, the Bills' offense looks good. Uh, their defense, pretty stout as well. So, yeah, definitely something to think about. The Bills are for real in the AFC for sure. Browns and Bears. Yeah, was that even a game? Not really. Listen, that was trial by fire for Justin Fields. Absolutely, absolutely. And Matt Nagy, you need to, if he's healthy enough, trot him back out this week. Yep. Because... Jason Peters is a revolving door. We've known this. I said this on the pod last year when he was still in Midnight Green, mm-hmm. and now he's in the Navy, and he work. He looks even worse. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, we all know Jason Peters. Great career. Dude, he's a Hall of Famer, but, and I hate to say it about him, but the man needs to hang it up and start coaching. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't blame him for getting that check. Yeah, but so NFL teams like what do you see? Why are you paying this man? outside of like leadership and experience? Sure. Why do, why do you want him on your team? Just let him ride the pine. Like and he and and he even said in Chicago he was fine riding the pine. If they want him out there, they want him out there. Get him out. Like yeah. just have him sit on the bench and go, Jason. Thank you. Just collect your eight hundred thousand right here, but yeah, you're like depth at tackle. Like if we really need you, but really you're like an assistant offensive line coach, right? So. And that's fine, but no, he, I, he was bad. I mean, Miles Garrett made him look like 
the saloon doors yeah. from the Wild West. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. There uh-huh. was no chance at all. Sure was. Uh, Kareem Hunt did have 10 rushes for 81 and a touchdown. Hurt me in fantasy, but what else is new? <laughs> but every single offensive player for the Bears and defensive player for the Bears, you could even put the Bears defense here because they sacked Justin Fields nine times. Yeah. They had one total net passing yard for the Bears. Ouch. That, that hurts the squad. Mm-hmm. All right, the next game on the slate was Ravens-Lions. Pretty good here. It was a tight tight game. You have player of the game as Lamar Jackson. Yeah, because he was their leading rusher, even though we've already talked about this. We don't like your quarterback being your leading rusher, but the bottom line is they have a bunch of injuries in the backfield. He kind of has to run the football, so there you go. Why are you batting your eyes at me, man? Because Justin Tucker had four field goals and hit a 66-yarder yeah. off the crossbar and in. Yeah. You're a liar. Player of the game, Justin Tucker, four field goals. Okay. End of discussion. That's fair. Titans, Colts. I'd like to say I picked this right. You did. But you picked more games right last week. I did, but I didn't even like my pick, and they're my team. Yeah. And I'm going to say it right now. Colts are done. They're 0-3. I understand their schedule's tough. Seahawks, Rams, Titans, I get it. Titans on the road, that's tough. But, like, you had two home games to start the season. Can you give me one? Right. Just one. You needed one of them. Yeah, like, with all due respect, Derwin, we should have beat you guys. Rams, they might be the best team in football right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying, like, oh, we definitely should have beat them. No, they 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 are the best team in football right now. Yeah. So... I'm just so, I mean, Carson Wentz is running for his life. He's playing with two sprained ankles. Kudos to you, man. Mm-hmm. Like, Quentin Nelson's out now. It's yep. Like, oh, God. Can you all go, like, 2-15 and 15 and play Carson every game? No. Because the Eagles want that top five draft I mean, pick. if we if we're, like, halfway through the season and we have, like, one, maybe two wins and we're just done, sit, Carson. No, don't sit him. I know you don't want it. No, no, no. He needs to play 75% of your snaps. But Chris Ballard, you're smart 75% enough. 75% of your snaps. Yeah, I could seventy five percent of your snaps. I could definitely see them sitting him and like you know we need to see what Jacob Eason's got. No, no, because he's you the don't. future. No, he's not the future. He might be. No, he's not. Carson Wentz is your future. You just need an offensive line. We I know have- you can't draft one in the first round because you're going to play Carson Wentz seventy five percent of the snaps, and then the Eagles will have that. But you'll have it for the second round. And to tell you the truth, you could actually move up into the first round and like pick thirty one, thirty two, give up a six rounder to get that fifth year option, yeah. and everything will be fine. Chris Ballard knows how to do that. You've got plenty of draft picks. Let the Eagles have the top five overall. Pick. I mean, what's so like what bothers me so much is like our offensive line on paper is not terrible. I know we lost Costanzo; he retired. Sure, but you have Quentin Nelson, mm-hmm. Ryan Kelly, uh-huh. one of the best centers in football. Yep, Glowinski, take him or leave him. He's he's okay as a right guard, whatever. Yeah, but Braden Smith, he's right tackle. He's one of the best right tackles in football. He just got paid like it. Now Problem I know is your body yard on the left side is not. No. Uh, they did not address, like, I mean, Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher, he's not what he used to I be. mean, he just got back from injury, so I'll, give him, a li- I'll give him a little leeway. Yeah, like but, like, Davenport, yeah, Davenport's a dump. Like, yeah. he, he's done. You want Andre Dillard? When Jordan Mailata comes back, the Eagles Andre trade. Dillard just signed, so no. Huh? Andre Dillard? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's with the Eagles, and they'll trade him after <sighs> Jordan Mailata comes back. Okay. Jordan Mylott is the one who signed for the big deal. Andre Dillard's still on a rookie deal. You can have him. All right. So we go to Chargers Chiefs. Oh, Tannehill is the player of the game for the Titans. Whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, whatever. All right. Chargers Chiefs. Uh, really good game. I picked this one right as well. You Herbert, did, I, 26 of 38 for 281, four tutties. 
Yeah, Mike Williams, seven receptions, 102 yard, 122 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, really great game by them. The Chargers have given the Chiefs fits for years. Yeah. Are we worried about the Chiefs? They're one and two. Maybe a little bit. I mean, there's always like a, a championship hangover, if you want to believe in that. Even though they didn't win. Yeah, well, the Super Bowl I, loss yeah. hangover, too, is also real. So. Yeah, I, I didn't mean it as like they won, my yeah, bad. Except listeners. if you're the Patriots, but yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not really worried because they had Patrick Mahomes. But but I think this te- is more telling about the Chargers. Right. Like, I think I think they're legit. Yeah, I mean. And I it mean, also, we're Herbert guys, so. It yeah. tells you something about Dallas as well, the fact that Dallas was able to beat them on the road. Chargers are legit. Dallas might actually be legit. I hate to say it, but <laughs> it, it might be a thing as well. Uh-huh. Saints defeated the Patriots 28-13. to Saints actually looked like the team that won week one and not the right. team that lost week two as Jameis went 13-21 of for two touchdowns, 128 yards. That's what you want to ask of Jameis. Don't yeah. do too much. Don't lose me the game. And don't throw interceptions. Notice that the two games he hasn't thrown interceptions, they've won. The game mm. he threw picks, they lost. Interesting. And oh, discussion for the Saints. Falcons, Giants, what a terrible game this was. Yeah. Giants couldn't beat their way out of a paper wet paper bag, even if they <laughs> wanted to. And the Falcons won by default because the Giants' top two wide receivers, well, second and third wide receivers technically on the depth chart were out, as Matt Ryan went 27 to 36 for 243 and two touchdowns. Peterson looks like a really you cool mean Patterson. Patterson. Did I say Peterson? My he bad. Did. Patterson <laughs> looks like a really good dual threat. Wide receiver running back combination with 102 total yards. 82 of those were receiving yards. But a lot of it's coming out of the backfield. Right. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't – I guess I shouldn't be surprised because we all knew he was a, a great return threat. Mm-hmm. But now he's actually, like, more involved as a receiver mm-hmm. and definitely as a running back. So maybe the Falcons have something there, but we all know the Falcons stink. Yeah, they're they're not doing anything. This might be one of five wins this year. Right. Bengals versus Steelers. This kind of shocked me. The Bengals went into Pittsburgh and just manhandled the Steelers. Yeah, Joe Burrow was great. Went 14 of 18, 172 yards and three touchdowns. He did have an interception, but he found Jamar Chase twice. Yeah. That that connection is real. Absolutely. And that the fact that everybody was kind of downplaying him because he had a lot of drops in the preseason, I think that was nerves. It was just right. he wasn't getting ready. And then finally Joe Burrow's like, hey, listen, like we're just playing catch now, bud. Yeah. And we're just going to have it done. He is one of only two or no, five, five, five people uh, to have three plus touchdowns in their first three games. He's also the first one to have four in his first three games. So definitely elite company there that he is sharing, and the Bengals look like they could be a half-decent threat as well. I know. The Cardinals, they defeated the Jags 31-19. This was a hard player of the game. Cardinals defense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Byron Murphy, you had two picks, including a pick six, and they had three fumble recoveries. Like, Kyler Murray didn't have a bad game. He didn't throw for a touchdown, but he had rushed for one, so mm-hmm. that's great. And interesting, A.J. Green was our leading receiver. Yeah. How awesome is that that, like, your, like, third receiver is like, oh, yeah, it's A.J. Green. Yeah. It's pretty cool to have. Well, Must I mean, be nice. It's between him and Christian Kirk on third, second and third wide receiver. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. The The Jags had the 109-yard missed field goal return, so right. tied for the longest in NFL history by Agnew. That was a cool moment, but then you missed the extra point, and it makes it yeah. worthless. Exactly. So, yeah, whoops. 
Anyway, Broncos versus the Jets. This wasn't even a game. Nope. 26-0. Melvin Gordon did a thing. Teddy Bridgewater looks like he can beat any team that he wants to as long as they are absolute dumpster fire because all the Broncos have played are dumpster fire teams. Yeah, it's really hard to judge them. I think because we all love Teddy mm-hmm. and, like, it's a great story, we, we believe in the Broncos, but, like, play a real team and get back to me. Yeah, like, I'm, the jury's still out for me on Denver and whether they're a top team. Top team. I think they're a contender, but I don't think they're a serious contender in the AFC for sure. That's fair. Raiders versus Dolphins. This was a game that shouldn't have been this close, and the Raiders kind of like let the Dolphins in at the beginning and then let them back in in the end to take it to overtime as the Raiders win 31-28. to Three field goals in overtime, and the Raiders end up victorious. Yeah. Derek Carr. I, I think John Gruden's really fixed him. I'm not saying he was ever broke, but like he's really getting the best out of him. Mm-hmm. When uh, 26 of 43, two, 386 yards, excuse me, two touchdowns and a pick. Like, he just he just looks like like the guy we thought he could be. Yeah, absolutely. And a little precursor, he might make my love list or my stardom list this week. Uh, <laughs> all with that more in the fantasy segment later on in the episode. Rams versus Bucks, 34-24. Uh, and the Rams came up victorious. Matt Stafford looks like he really just needed out of Detroit. Yeah, best team in football, the Rams. Yes, not even not even a close call. I mean, they've beat people they need to beat, and they beat them handedly. Right. So yeah, I mean, Matt Stafford went twenty-seven to thirty-eight for three forty-three, four touchdowns with little Cooper Cup. Yeah. Little Cooper Cup. Little Cooper Cup. With nine receptions for ninety-six and two tutties. That man looks like the legit threat. It's no longer Bobby Trees. It is definitely Little Cooper Cup. Right. <laughs> Bobby Trees, that's yeah. great. Uh, Vikings defeated the Seahawks 30-17, to much to the chagrin of Derwin. <laughs> Kirk Cousins bounced back. He had th- went 30-38 with 323 yards and three touchdowns. I'm not surprised by this. I like Kirk Cousins. I know like in a big game he's you like faltered. That? Yeah, I do like that. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. I don't think Kirk Cousins needed a bounce back game because he played well against the Cardinals. I mean, their kicker lost them that game. That's fair. You got to make a 45-yarder. I'm sorry. you do. That's your job, man. Yeah, you're getting paid to kick a ball through uprights. Learn how to do it from within 50 yards. I mean, I know anything over 50. I get it. Like you got to put some charge into it. There's, there's hands up, there's things like I get that. But if it's inside 50, you better be threading that needle, bud. Yeah. I know me and my buddy went to like our middle school and like marked out like past 40 yards Mm -hmm. and he was, he no shoes on just smashing them through the uprights. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, if, if he can do it, if I can do it. That's your job. Yeah. Like, that's all you should be practicing. Yeah. I mean, I get the football's probably a little bit bigger than what you were probably using, but I kicked 60 yard. I've kicked a 60 yarder in college. Now, I mean, granted, no rush, but like, right. again, I kicked a 60 yard. Now, granted, I didn't know where it was going because I just <laughs> kicked the ever loving garbage out of it and yeah. it'll go straight or it won't. But it's going far, so like distance was never my problem. It was more accuracy, but yeah. still, I'm sorry. Like, make your kicks. I mean, we use a, reg- a regulation size football. So. Oh, so all right. Well, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> going to the Sunday night game. Packers defeated the 49ers. Aaron Rodgers knew it was over as soon as he got into field goal range. Yep. Mason Crosby, you are an animal, sir. He really is. Uh, Devonta Adams had 12 receptions for 132 and a touchdown. Finally, looked like the top wide receiver in the league. Yeah, Hel- helps your fantasy lost, game. But yeah. I still lost. Yeah, I know. And Aaron Rodgers looked great. He literally left after that catch to Devonta Adams on to get that first down for Mason Crosby to come in. He was pumped. 
stomp at his fist because he knew the game was over. Mm-hmm. Crazy to think. That entire game was awesome. 49ers actually look like they can possibly win a shootout, get into a shootout, and possibly make it tight. Yeah. So that's some optimism for you 49ers fans out there. Absolutely. And, yeah. and yeah, Monday, Monday Night Football. Night. Yeah, it was terrible. Cowboys Cow- defeated the Eagles. Yeah, it was it was over. Like pretty quickly. Die, Eagles, die yeah, on the road to your demise. It was terrible. <laughs> Dak Prescott looked great. 21 of 26. Didn't have to throw the ball any more than that. He had three touchdowns on 238 yards passing. Zeke and Tony Tony Pollard were just running all over the Eagles defense. Not having Brandon Graham hurt their oh, pass yeah. rush. Absolutely. And I am worried about the Eagles in the future because of that. However, I do think that there's just a leadership that Fletcher Cox needs to put in. Javon Hargrave did have a great game. Him and Fletcher Cox did get the fumble recovery in the end zone. But Jalen Hurts needs to learn how to throw the deep ball and like put it out there with the receivers you have. Mm-hmm. If he threw the first interception he threw was a jump ball. You don't throw a jump ball to Jalen Rager. I'm sorry, he's five foot eleven. Right. Like that's not the guy you throw a jump ball to. JJ Arthega Whiteside, even though he can't catch the broadside of a barn, he is the guy you throw jump balls to because he's six four. Yeah. End of discussion there. Just just learn how learn who you're throwing the ball to. And, and Eagles, why don't you like rely on your run game a little bit? Oh yeah, because you know, Miles Sanders only had two rushes for twenty seven yards. Like that can't happen. No. Like First of all, Jalen Hurts, you're not a guy who should be dropping back like 30, 40 times. That's yeah, not your game. He dropped back 48 times, I think. I mean, no, I, I know the game script kind of went yeah, that way. I know but you're down, but like. Miles Sanders' first rush was in the second quarter. Yeah. That's, like that's, that's that, a problem. That should be the first play of the game. Well, and he also went for 24 yards on that rush. Why aren't you right. re-giving him the rock? Absolutely. But running back totals were only three rushes for the Eagles anyway. That's so it's not like Sanders is out of the, you know the game plan. So at least that makes me feel better from a fantasy perspective. But at the same time, you gotta, you gotta be better Eagles. Absolutely. Well, I think you actually beat me in picks by one. I did. And it was all because I couldn't pick Dallas, even though there was part of me that wanted to. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to do it. It's kind of the same with me. Like I didn't want to pick the Colts, but I did. And, uh, I, I felt stupid for it. Well, yeah. And you picked the Vikings and I had, and I picked the Seahawks. I just, you know, Russell Wilson frustrates me. But that's beside <laughs> the point. Well, speaking of picks, that finishes the recap for week three. But right after this, week four picks. All new week, right after this. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're making our week four picks, starting off with Jaguars, Bengals. I think this is very easy. Well, we got CJ. Yeah, I think we both had the Bengals here, right? Yeah, I don't think it's really a contest. Yeah, the Jaguars, they'll put up a fight, but it'll be just like every other Jaguars game. They'll fall apart late and yep. Bengals will win. I think the Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow show are going to be way too much for the Jaguars, especially down CJ Henderson now because he's with Carolina to handle. Yep. So that's the Thursday night game tomorrow night. Enjoy, because it'll be fun. All right. Uh, <laughs> starting with the Sunday slate, uh, football team versus the Falcons. Who we got? We got the football team. Yeah, it's a tight one. Uh, just because it's in Atlanta, I feel like they're, Atlanta's on the upswing and the football team's on the downswing. But I believe in the Brewmeister. 
and I believe they can get it done. So football team, and I think you have it too. Do you think we'll see Kyle Pitts like break out? Like he hasn't really been involved that much. No, he hasn't. I I don't think this is a defense you can really get, you know, a breakout from a tight end right. on. Right. Don't get me wrong, but do I believe that there's a chance that he finally steps up and they're like, hey, we we drafted this guy fourth overall. Let's use him. Yeah, sure. And I I hope so for my fantasy team. But oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, that's beside the point. Yeah. All right. Next game is Texans versus Bills. This is easy. This isn't even a contest. The Bills. Yep. And they're, I mean, they're in Buffalo. Bills Mafia are going to be. It's, it's not even. Close. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Lions Bears. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the Lions. I'm going to take the Bears just because they're at home. Okay. I'm taking the Lions. They put up a fight in every single game this year. Yeah. And I believe Jared Goff will finally win one. All right. Heard that. Panthers right. Cowboys. I'm picking Panthers. You're picking Cowboys. I know that hurts you. Well, yeah, dude, it hurts me so bad. Here's the reason why I'm picking the Cowboys. Uh, Sam Darnold hasn't faced a defense that actually looks decent. Micah Parsons actually looks more natural as a defensive He's end a than beast. he does as a linebacker. But they use him at both spots, which is great. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And the Cowboys put up points. Nobody Carolina has played yet has really put up points. And I'm worried about Sam Darnold in a shootout. That's fair. That's what I And that's always been my stress with, with Sam Darnold. It's always been my thing. Can he play from behind when everybody knows he's going to be throwing the ball? And can he win a shootout? Right, and, and I don't know if he can. So that's the reason why I'm picking the Cowboys, because I know Dak Prescott can. That's fair. Ugh. All right, sorry. Now that I got that bad taste out of my mouth. Uh, Colts versus Dolphins. I think we're both picking the Colts here. Yeah. I know I just said that they're done, but it is the Dolphins. They're without two uh, Colts. You, you got to be better than this. Yeah, like, you do. Like, come on. Yeah, win a couple games. Don't win too many. Keep Carson in for 75% of snaps. So the Eagles end up with a really great draft pick. That's my hope. Colts, you're going to take this win. I appreciate you. <laughs> All right, next is Browns versus Vikings. I'm taking the Browns. I'm taking the Browns too, but I think it's going to be close. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Vikings In Minnesota. A, yeah. Cousins looks good. Yeah, and I don't think – I think this will definitely be a wide receiver heavy. We're going to talk about this more in fantasy. But I think the Vikings have a chance as long as they have, you know – Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, you know, doing their thing. Right. I think they got a chance to really put this um, into a, a contest where the Browns can't just run it right. and, you know, Mayfield can kind of sit behind and, and just hand it off to those running backs. Yeah. If it's tight, the Vikings have a chance. If the Browns get out to a lead, it's over. Chiefs, Eagles, this is easy. I'm sorry, but it's it's the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm picking the Chiefs as well. I'm just going to pick against the Eagles every time now. I'm just going to be like, ah, eh, the Eagles are going to lose. And because last year I bet the mortgage against the Eagles and they beat the Saints. Yeah. So, you know, clearly I just need to bet against the Eagles. And that's what I'm going to I'm going to take the Adam Lefko approach. And I'm going to bet against the Eagles. Nice. Min bet against the Eagles every time. Giant Saints, I think this is easy at Saints. Yeah, I mean, well, and the Eagles were plus seven. The Saints are minus seven. So, clearly, you're picking the team that's minus seven every time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, then we're going to take this. I actually like the Saints to win against the spread. So, if you want to spread get that for a favorite, take the Saints. I think that's probably the best way to go. Heard that. Titans, Jets, again, easy. It's Titans. Yeah, this is another one that's a, a plus seven for the Jets and minus seven for the Titans. You're going to take the Titans here all day. They win by a touchdown easily. They probably win by like 14 points. This could be the best game of the slate. Cardinals, Rams. Absolutely. I'm taking the Rams, though. Yeah, I think we're both we're both taking the Rams, okay. but I think the Cardinals, I mean, their defense looked really good last week. Mm -hmm. I, I believe in Kyler Murray, but I just think the Rams are too much. Yeah, I think the Rams just have and it they're all at firing. Home. Yeah, they're they're at home. They're going to be in front of their fans. Cardinals, 
I think they've had an easier slate than others have that are three and zero. Right. The Broncos have had the easiest slate, but the Rams are the second. Mm-hmm. I don't overly believe in the Cardinals as a you know full blown contender. I think the Rams are who the NFC is going to run through. Either them or the Packers, and uh, the Rams are going to show me something, and they're going to beat the ever loving garbage out of the Cardinals. All right. Seahawks versus the Niners. So you have both. The you know both of these matchups are NFC West NFC West matchups. So who comes out supreme in this matchup? Seahawks versus 49ers. I'm taking Seahawks. I know you're taking the Niners. So we're, yeah, we're I'm gonna, split. I'm gonna but... take the Niners. Yeah. And the reason I'm taking the Niners is because I think that they're at home. I think what they do well on offense, Seattle doesn't defend well outside of one guy in Bobby Wagner. Like literally, he's the only run stuffer on that on that defense. And if you can put a hat on him, then you can you can win. This is the, yeah. this game's gonna be one of the trenches. Oh yeah. So and then we go to Ravens versus Broncos. The first test for the Broncos all year. Who you got? Broncos. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Broncos. I too. believe in Teddy. I don't believe in the Ravens who are banged up. And like we've said, I don't. I'm with you. I don't like my quarterback being my lean rusher. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it. Even though Teddy Teddy can rush it for a little bit, they still have a staple of backs in Melvin Gordon and the. Uh, rookie Williams, right. he looks really good. So definitely. All right, Steelers Packers. It's Packers. I, I know you might be sleeping on the couch, but it's Packers. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, Packers for sure. I know my wife is gonna not like the fact that I'm picking against her Steelers again, and I'm going to be right again. But Aaron Rodgers looks too good. Here's the one thing I would not take this game with the spread. I don't think this is a touchdown game as the Packers are right now favored by six and a half. Right. I just, a touchdown doesn't feel right here. This is a Steelers let's get right game. Yeah. But the Packers are too good in Lambeau in September. Just, just end it. The and big, Packers and are going to win this ben. game. Oof. Yeah. He looks terrible. And you're going to hear more about that in the fancy football segment as well. Yeah. So the <laughs> Sunday night game <laughs> bucks, Pats. Yeah, and and it's Tom Brady's return to Foxborough. If he wins this game, he will have beaten every team in their home stadium now. And it's going to happen. Yeah, because I don't think the uh, Buccaneers are going to lose to the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, James White, I know he's not their best offensive player, but he's a big part of their offense. Mm-hmm. He's he's out. He's yep. on IR. So, yeah, I don't think they have much weaponry to compete with Tampa Bay. I think Brady's going to have a great homecoming. Yeah, Mac Jones might make this interesting considering mm. Tampa's pass defense is terrible yeah there's a pun later gonna be happening but (laughs) like it's not great so definitely something to look into all right monday night game raiders chargers who you got this is the second greatest game on the slate yeah to be 100 percent fair i'm gonna take the chargers but it is tight yeah i i want to pick the raiders but i just i can't chargers are at home give me them and the way the raiders yes they won but overtime yeah like to beat the dolphins like Mm -hmm. come on now and i know jacoby Brissett had a pretty decent game but he didn't have that good of a game yeah it wasn't that that warranted it wasn't that incredible yeah so and we're herbert guys so you know yeah you gotta bet him all right i also want to look at the over under for this game i'm pulling this up as we're as we speak because this might be a game that you take the over on. It is 52. Ooh. I feel like this game is going to be an absolute shootout, and I'd... 60 might be the number that's actually right. Yeah, I take, take the over. over in this I'm game taking for the over, sure. too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right, so just to recap, Jags and Bengals, we're both taking the Bengals. We're both taking the football team against the Falcons. Both taking the Bills versus the Texans. We're split Lions, Bears. I got the Lions. You got the Bears. Split Panthers-Cowboys, even though it hurts me to say. You've got the Panthers and the Cowboys. Yeah. Both taking the Colts over the Dolphins. Both taking the Browns over the Vikings. 
both taking Chiefs over the Eagles, both taking the Saints <laughs> over the Giants, both taking the Titans over the Jets, uh, both with Rams as well over the Cardinals. We're split Seahawks 49ers, as you have the Seahawks, I have the Niners. Uh, both taking the Broncos, Packers, Bucks, and Chargers. Yeah, we're on the same page a lot here. Yeah, we only have three split games, so this is definitely something that is going to lead to the tally. Right now we're tied. Uh, he beat me by one pick in week three. I beat him by two picks in week one. You beat me by one pick last week as well in yeah. week two and three. So definitely something to think about. We're tied right now. We'll have to think of some punishment for the loser at the end. Yeah, I mean. Just... Whip cream to the face on Instagram. Heard. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, after this, we're getting into the MLB segment while we grab our snacks when we return. Welcome back. We're getting into our MLB news and notes as we're hitting the newsstand. I got my Skittles, and I think you do too. Oh, yeah. So hit me with the big news, Parker. All right, so the biggest piece of news in Major League Baseball is the Cardinals have won 17 in a row. That's crazy, and they clinch a playoff berth, second wild card. So they've got, what, five games left? I think everybody basically has five games yeah, left, unless five. you're weird like you guys and you have six games left, yeah, barring but, if it's needed, yeah. which it's not going to be needed. But that's beside the point. <laughs> we'll get there. The it, Should they be – should – should baseball be worried? I guess maybe Oakland be worried that their record's in jeopardy here. No, I, I mean I don't. I don't think they're going to win out. I mean they could. They look really good. They do look really good. They're winning every single way. They're winning from with a lead. They're winning from behind. They're winning here. They're winning there. They're. I mean, who do they got the rest of the way? It's not. It's it's not a special, but. Well, they got the remaining two against the Brewers. They got tonight and then tomorrow. And, and the then, Cubs. And, yeah, the Cubs is their last three. Like, this is – they could win 22. Yeah, I just – I, I'm just of the mindset, like, you're not going to sweep, I, I, even though the team is not They just great. swept the Cubs. I know they did. They've got the two weakest starters left for Milwaukee yeah. and Hauser and, and – Brett Anderson. And Brett Anderson. I understand that. I just think, oh, I and mean, it's in St. Louis. I, I get it. I just think it's hard to be like, oh yeah, they're they're gonna break that record. No, I get it. But what I'm saying is, do you think they're sweating in their boots? Oh, like, that's not, the big yeah, thing. Like, no. like but, the money money ball has been a thing, right? right? Like, and it was based on the fact that they have the all time record with 20 straight wins, right? Like, is the GM from the Cardinals going to watch their AAA affiliate and turning around because yeah. you know the the daughter plays some. You know, song. some song on the radio and whatever, you know, yeah. like, dad, turn around. Like, <laughs> you're not going to jinx it. Like, is that is that what the Cardinals are doing right now? No, I just think they clinched. So there's they're, they're not as I'm not saying they're not focused, but you have to take a, like you have to be hot going into the postseason, especially with a one game playoff and you're facing the jo Dodgers or the Giants. Do you think the Giants or Dodgers are hating at the fact they're going to play the Cardinals? They might be. Like I mean, it's, it's it, like, I'm sorry. Unless it's the, like, if it's the Giants, the Giants better have the division. Oh yeah. Because Brandon Belt's out now. Yep. And he's been their best player. If they don't, if they don't have the division, you're in trouble because you're going to lose that one game playoff to St. Louis. I'm sorry. There's no way. Yeah. But like I, Max I Scherzer that. in a one game Dude, playoff. Wouldn't it be great if it was Scherzer Wainwright? Oh, that would be good. I know. I look, I, every time. And of course my mom says this too, when we watch like Wainwright pitch, mm -hmm. it's like, he could have been a break. He was he was our top prospect. We trade him to St. Louis for JD Drew and Eli Marrero. 
I love J.D. Drew. He was awesome as a Brave for one year. But then Frank Wren, RGM, was like, I'm not going to resign him. It's like, why? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying J.D. Drew was a Hall of Famer, but he's a good player. He's an MVP candidate that year. Yeah. Anyways, I rather yeah, hold on. Yeah, get, get off that one. Okay. But, no, I, I think the Cardinals have a legit threat to scare even the Dodgers because they're so hot right now. Yeah, and they, I, I do they think they could win out if they if they play the Giants. I'm picking the Cardinals. No, oh, easy, especially if they they look over the weekend, which they should because the Cubs. Yeah, precursor for next episode because the wild card play-ins will have already happened. Right by the time we record next week, we're going to be doing World Series predictions, and we're also going to be doing way too early Super Bowl predictions. For, yeah, because we're hitting the quarter pole then. Absolutely, but that's beside the point. More news. Uh, Braves are now up three and a half on my Phillies uh, as they won last night, two to one in a very important series. Uh-huh. It's over. Just say it, Parker. I am not going to say it's it. over. I'm not saying Let's it. Let's look at the remaining schedule. The Phillies play the Braves for two more, yep. and Max Fried's on the hill tonight as we speak against Aaron Nola. It's still 0 0. Yeah. But then you have Kyle Gibson versus Ian Anderson. I'm sorry, that's a coin flip game. It and is. any one more game that the Braves win in this series, it is over. Yeah, I mean, if the Braves sweep, it is over. Because... No, no, no. What I'm saying, I'm not talking about, <laughs> like, I'm I'm just saying, like, any, either one of these games, y'all win, your E number is one. Right. The Phillies aren't sweeping out Miami. It's no. impossible. They can't do it down in Miami. <laughs> yeah. And y'all aren't losing all three to New York. Yeah, especially since DeGrom is officially out for the rest of the year. And you, you're literally staring at the fact that even if that happens, even if that that happens right right you still have to look at the fact that you're playing colorado in a one game where colorado is not even going to show up they're going to go hey triple a team go out there and play the braves and let them walk into this posting it's over just say it i'm not saying it, say it. until they clinch I'm i not saying hate it. you <laughs> it was my only chance philly i tried i, I know <laughs> Speaking of clinching, though, the Brewers clinched the NL Central, which we knew was inevitable, even though the Cardinals went on their massive run. A little too late to win the division, but yeah, Brewers look good. Like, they, they are scared. However, one of your best relievers is Devin Williams. You know what he did? He punched a wall after his latest outing, and he fractured his hand. Yeah. What are you doing? You've clinched. Yeah. You're in the playoffs. Why are you mad? I'm not saying you pitch well. You can be mad, but find another way to get that anger out. Yeah, I would say I I would be more worried if I was Milwaukee against a a Phillies team than I'd be worried against a Braves team. Let me finish before you get angry with me. Okay, your bullpen is is really bad in the ninth. Phillies yeah. bullpen is really bad everywhere. Yeah. So like, yeah, Will Smith. I mean, he is a he's a tightrope. He scares me. The Phillies bullpen is just a dumpster fire everywhere. Literally, your bullpen is great until you get to Will Smith, and it's like the fire of a thousand suns just burns on this. I man. will say this: Will Smith, even though he's a heart attack waiting to happen, a stroke and heart attack and whatever he, other thing he you does have thirty six saves this year. I think he has like four blown saves, and like I understand, it was like just get him out of the ninth. It's like okay, who do you want to put in there? Luke Jackson's having a great year, but he's not Mister like oh he's a lights out closer. AJ Minter and eh. Tyler Matzik having a great year, but I don't want him in the ninth. Uh, let's see who else they got. Rich Rod, he's been struggling, big time home run ball mm-hmm. all the time, and he's not striking guys out a lot. So it's just like, who who do you want to put in there? Like, I'm not saying Will Smith is awesome. I'm just saying 
Who who else you got? Yeah, no, I understand where you're coming from. I just think Milwaukee has a better chance to beat the well. I mean, I think I think I trust Philly's offense more to score runs than the Braves' offense to score runs, just because of Bryce Harper. Yeah, and Freddie Freeman has been good. He hasn't been his MVP self from last year. He's been his MVP self in the second half. Like, the way he started was terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. he was under 200. I get your point, but, like, Austin Riley is awesome. I'll give you that. I mean, I will say about the Braves' offense, they need to be better as at manufacturing runs. Like, you can't just live by the home run ball, especially in October. So that needs to be better. But... I mean, I don't want to face Milwaukee, but that's who would. Who's a bench piece that you really can trust coming off of the bench? Adrianza. Okay, give me another one. Adrianza. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can only <laughs> give me one. I can trust Ronald Torres coming off the Toe. bench. Shockingly enough, the man's hitting over 400 in the pinch hit spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Brad Miller. Yeah, Brad Miller. Even though he's playing he's, every day. He's in the starting lineup. I, Alec Bohm is actually hitting better from AAA. He's back up. Now he's yeah. coming off the bench. Or even if you have him starting, now I got Freddie Galvis off the bench. That's true. So I like my bench a little bit better than yours, which is, you know, saying something. It's only offense. I mean, Jock Peterson's off our bench. I like him a lot. Heredi is a good defender. He's not going to give you much offense. He's giving nothing with the bat, but that's yeah. beside the point. I mean, he gives you competitive at bats, CJ. Sure, yeah. He's a triple-A bat and a, and Dude, a I agree gold you. glove I, I agree. defender. I'm just... I'm just being that guy. I got you. Understandable. <laughs> Going to the junior circuit, though. Yankees have won seven in a row, two up in the first wild card I cannot spot. understand this team. They are they are literally the biggest roller coaster ride of my life, and they should have won this division by far, and the Rays are just like, steady Eddie. Yeah, but like right now, Stanton is hot. He's at a home run four straight games. Mm-hmm. Judge is judge, but yep. like LeMahieu's having a bad year. Yep. Outside of Cole, is there a starter that you love? I do actually like their bullpen. Like, I know Chapman's been eh, but, like, Loisic has been good. Right. It's funny, like, when they traded uh, Talkman to the Giants, it's like, why are they trading Talkman? They need an outfielder. It's like, well, they got Wandy Peralta, who, not not a bad lefty out of the pen. So, I mean, I just can't figure them out. They're so hot and cold up and down. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's crazy. Well, speaking about downs, though, Boston's in a tailspin. They've Oof. lost four in a row. They lost to Baltimore last night. Yeah, it says everything. And you had Chris Sale on the mound. Yeah. Come like, on. Like, it was 4-2. It's not like it was an absolute route, but yeah, at the but, same time. But Boston, like, you're up 2 nothing, and then you gave up four unanswered runs. Yeah. To Baltimore. To Baltimore. I know Mountcastle, who we've talked about as a Rookie of the Year candidate, mm-hmm. he's actually having a good year, and he is starting right now. Yeah. But, like, it's Baltimore. Yeah. You, yeah. you should have destroyed them. You got to be only a half game up for the second wild card to the Mariners. Yeah, the Mariners are fun. I mean, did the we we kind of like pass them out? Like, are they done now with Toronto kind of slipping a little bit too? I mean, I'd love to see the Mariners make it. Be the first time they made the playoffs in twenty years, which is crazy. It's the longest drought in major league sports, all mm-hmm. four major sports. Yep. So I'd love to see it. Mitch Haniger's having a great year, and dude, man. He's had three surgeries over the last two years, so it's great to see him. He's got like 38 bombs. Their pitching staff is actually sneaky good. So I kind of believe in the Mariners. I'd love to see Toronto make it just because they're a fun team to watch. Right. But I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it if it was Seattle, even though like they were talking about this on Central, like, okay, wild card game starter. It's Yankees, Mariners, Garrett Cole versus who? And it's like, Marco Gonzalez. It's like, 
that's not. Yeah, that's not. That's not doing it. See. Yes, the Mariners bullpen is good, but like you got to get there. <laughs> well, I mean, they go opener, then probably Gonzalez for like four, and then right. they go into their bullpen. But still, it's like I like. I mean, that's why I want to see Toronto. Cole Ray, the top two in the Cy Young. I'd love mm-hmm. to see it. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm with you there, but I don't know if I believe in the M's because I had them out. Like, but everyone in my head. everyone had them out like three months ago. I didn't have them out three months ago. I had them out a month ago. And now they've kind of played, you know, 600-ish ball for the last month, and, and the, they've brought themselves right back into it. the crazy thing is, like, a lot of their guys, like, their main guys, they're, like, trade guys they got in trades, like mm-hmm. J.P. Crawford. Yeah, you're and, welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. And like, But, like, everyone was creaming Jerry DePoto because he traded, like, their closer at mm-hmm. the deadline to get other pieces, and it's actually worked out. Yeah. So good job for you, Trader Jerry. Yeah, absolutely. All right, White Sox and Rays have clinched their respective divisions. Yeah, we knew that was happening. And uh, so the Rays are going to end up with the top seed. They're going to face the wild card. Do they Do they fear facing the Yankees? Uh, I don't know if they fear the Yankees. That's interesting. I mean, to me, the bigger question for Tampa Bay is, you just called up your top pitching prospect, Shane Boz. Hello, Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> right. He's looked good. He should get a playoff start. Right. It'll be because, like, they, I mean, they basically go bullpen game every time. Every time, yeah. Basically. So I'll be interested to see how they can match up as far as starters go because you don't have glass now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know if Archer's pitching for them. Yeah. Even though he's back in Tampa. Right. So, but I mean, look, they're, they're, because they have Wander Franco, so they're, they're legit, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, I think the White Sox aren't scared of the Astros. No, even though they should. Yeah. I don't know. And that's going to be a great series. I think that might oh, yeah. be the greatest divisional series. Oh, yeah. As far as, you know, just the the lineups match, starting pitching is at least half decent everywhere. Yeah. So that's probably going to be my favorite divisional matchup. But, Absolutely. You know, definitely things like that. Dodgers and Giants going back to the senior circuit are both over 100 games. We had the right team and the wrong team in the right division. Right. Because we just thought the Giants were going to finish third. The Giants are doing what the Padres should what have the done. Padres should have done, and the Padres are doing what the Giant, what we thought the Giants were going Absolutely. to do. Absolutely, just fall off at the end. Yep. Dodgers activated Cody Bellinger off the IL, and where's his role right now? You're a pinch hitter because they have five outfielders. You have Chris Taylor. Well, yeah, Mookie Betts and mm-hmm. right. That's yep. not changing. Yeah, that's Chris Taylor. He's definitely playing against left-handed pitching, but you could play him every day. AJ Pollock's having a great year. You could put him in center. And now they're putting Gavin Lux, who's a shortstop, they're putting him in center because you have Corey Seager and Trey Turner in the in the middle infield spots. I don't know where you put Cody Bellinger because he's having a terrible year. He has nine homers and a sub six hundred OPS, five twenty seven in not, over ninety games. Yeah, I so, don't I don't I don't bring Bellinger in. The only problem is you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bring him in against a righty, and if a writer can go up and in, that's like the biggest hole in his swing ever. Yeah. I'm sorry, I could strike out Cody Bellinger because I know where to miss. Right. If you miss up and in, you're fine. He can't get the bat up there. Yeah, the Dodgers are so deep, like, you don't have to play him. Like, you just don't. Right. I mean, I think you have him on your roster because he gives you depth. And defensively, he's probably a better defensive center fielder than most of those guys. Mm -hmm. But you need to be able to hit the ball, and he can't do it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, I think that wraps up the newsstand. You got your snacks. I got mine. We're going to get back into the car. Final destination, fantasy football. And what, what should Derwin do? Yeah, it's always a big question. Right after this.
Welcome back to the Sports GPS. Into our final segment, Fantasy Football Roundup. Stardom or Sidums? Start us off, CJ. All right, so I'm going to hit you with the Stardoms, and then we're going to go to the Sidums. So Stardom, uh, and we're going quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, just to confirm. Uh, start for quarterback, Derek Carr versus the Chargers. I know I picked the Chargers to win this game. That doesn't mean Derek Carr can't have a big game. Right. And I think he is going to have a uh, big games. The Chargers' pass defense isn't what it was, and Derek Carr has actually been really sneaky good this season. Mm-hmm. He's over twelve hundred yards in three games. Yeah, he's he he's a must start. Yeah, absolutely, and he's proven it. Even though he hasn't been over the last couple of years, I actually feel like, and you'll see this a little bit later. I feel like this is a big Darren Waller game. Don't at me, but look at it. Uh, and then I'm picking Jalen Hurts versus the Chiefs. First off, the Eagles will be playing from behind. Second off, Hurts, even though he threw two interceptions, still had like the ninth most fantasy points last week. Yeah. If you had watched that game on Monday night and I told you who had a better fantasy performance, Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts, you would have said Dak Prescott. Guess what? Jalen Hurts outperformed Dak Prescott as far as a fantasy perspective. Yeah, start starting guys in fantasy. It's not about oh their team stinks or he like they lost. It's who's going to put up the most points. Exactly, and the Chiefs secondary hasn't been all it's cracked up to be as well. So I feel like the Eagles pass catchers have a big game as they're going to be playing from behind. Similar script to against Dallas. So give me a lot of Jalen Hurts as he's going to be throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, I'm going to the running backs now. Let's go to Jonathan Taylor versus the Dolphins. Come on, please. Well, so here's the thing. He has six touches inside the opponent's five-yard line, most in the NFL at the current time, and the Dolphins are 31st against the rush this year, meaning giving up the second most fantasy points to opposing running backs this year. I know Naheem Hines is kind of eaten into his share, but really, it's got to be the Jonathan Taylor show, and it's got to yeah. start this week. And he's getting the opportunities in the red zone. Yeah, I think, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is going to, if he's if he's playing well and the Colts are ahead, he's getting at least 20, 25 carries. Absolutely. And then the other one, Montgomery versus the Lions. This is going to be a really ground and pound them game. The offense has been a problem as far as pass blocking. We already talked about this with Jason Peters. And I think Nagy has finally realized that this past week against the Browns that you can't you can't pass. So I expect a high volume for David Montgomery this week against the Lions as the last time that the only Bears win was when they ran the ball like crazy. So expect Montgomery to get a lot of the Lions share lurk. All right, wide receiver, who you got? Uh, Devonta Smith against the Chiefs. I'm expecting not a lot of huge secondary help. Jalen Hurts has got to go back to his number one target, which is, you know, the first rounder this year. Yeah. They're going to be playing from behind again. Chiefs don't have a lockdown corner, so I'm expecting week one production out of Smith, a touchdown, plus probably somewhere in the upper single digits as far as catches. And then Debo Samuel versus Seattle. Dude is just different. Dude, he's awesome. He's incredible. And we thought the week one was a fluke. It was a fluke as far as how high it's been. It's not a fluke that his production has been high, as he is still top 10 in wide receiver for fantasy. And he's looking great. And I think he's going to keep it up against the Seattle team. And this is going to be a high scoring pace again. I think the Niners end up winning it this time, which means a lot of Debo Samuel, and he's going to find the end zone for sure. Yeah. And we're moving to the tight ends now. I'm taking Gasicki versus the Colts. <sighs> as much as you hate it, I'm sorry. Well, he's on my fantasy team, so I'd be happy with it. Just win Colts. Yeah, win. no, I get it. But Jacoby Brissett loves him, and he put up the bagel in week one with Tua. Tua goes down. Brissett comes in. His target share has been up. 
Everything looks good. Colts linebacker play hasn't been the best, and that's who's covering Gasicki. Yep. So give me some Gasicki because he ain't going to make you sicky this week. <laughs> and then we got Logan Thomas versus the Falcons. This is purely because the Falcons' uh, pass defense against the tight ends are not great, considering Ertz and Goddard both had a field day in week one, and Thomas is the only tight end in the league who's played every snap this year. I so love you, Logan Thomas. Ah, I do too. The fact that he's a quarterback playing tight end, I mean, because he was a quarterback in college, at, right. at Virginia Tech, you know, usually ex-quarterbacks, they, they, they turn into good tight ends because yeah. they know exactly what their tight end's thinking. He, and security blanket, you know, that's that's a good thing for the Brewmeister. He's bigger than I thought he was. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's huge. And he was running people over in college, so it makes sense that he makes the transition to tight end. Right. So I really like it. You know, this is a juicy matchup against the Falcons, and I really feel like Logan Thomas could have his field day, and it's pure opportunity. And he's and he's uh, Gusecki. I mean, not Gusecki. Excuse me, Heineke. Yep. It's his top target. Yeah, it's his top target. The brewmaster loves him, so mm-hmm. get it to it. All right, let's go into the sitems now. Daniel Jones versus the Saints. Shepard's probably not playing. Saints <laughs> secondary is sneaky good. Just. No. And it's, it's not Daniel happen. Jones. Yeah. Well, so like Daniel Jones He's made the love okay, list. But... Yeah, he made the love list last week or the stardom last week. And then Shepard goes out and he puts up a, a somewhat dud. Right. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great anywhere. Right. And then Tannehill versus the Jets. The Titans are going to be up early, and it's going to be the Derrick Henry show, not the Tannehill show. Uh-huh. A.J. Brown looks like he's probably out. So there's one top target away from you. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to say, oh, here, Derrick Henry. Here, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Here, Derrick Henry. He might put up like a 200 burger. He might. And the only reason why he doesn't make my stardom list, because you're starting Derrick Henry anyway. Right. That's not even a question. Right. So, like, this is these are all about fringe guys. These aren't yeah, like. Absolutely. You know, you're not going to sit here. Do I start Derrick Henry this week? <laughs> Shucko Douglas. You know, like, no, that doesn't <laughs> right. happen. All right. Going to running back. Mark Ingram versus the Bills. They have a tough run defense. Yeah. They're going to be playing from behind. And he is not the pass catching back in that offense. No, no, so no. Ingram to the bench. He might not even get ten touches. He might get ten, maybe because that's the first half. But that's yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not expecting in the teens and touches <laughs> for sure. Right. And then uh, Williams versus the Broncos. This is uh, to Sean Williams. I'm speaking about here. Uh, his touches have declined every week, and the Broncos have allowed the second fewest points to opposing running backs. Yeah. So declining production against a team that's tough against the run and you're on the pine. Exactly. All right, we're going to the wide receivers now. Juju Smith-Schuster versus the Packers. Big Ben is a terrible, terrible quarterback right now. He's actually an honorable mention for the Cinema's quarterback list, so it makes sense that Juju is also on this list. Packers defense is also pretty good against the pass this year as they're allowing the fifth fewest to wide receivers. And that's including the Saints' demolishment of the first game and Debo Samuel last year. Yeah. So, bye, Shmishusta, you to the bench. Yep. Hunter Renfro versus the Chargers. I know I put Carr in the stardom, but I feel, like I said earlier, this is a Darren Waller game, not a Renfro game. Yeah. I also like uh, Rugs in this because the Chargers are susceptible deep, but they're not susceptible into that middle yeah, intermediate, in which spot, is yeah. which is Renfro's kind of bread and butter. Right, they're fifth fewest again uh, fancy points to wide receivers. So Renfro, take a seat if you want to take a flyer on Rugs, especially in daily because he's going to be cheap. Go ahead and take it. Uh, and then the last sit him for tight end Conklin versus the Browns. 
He looked great last week. I get it. He's got some notoriety now. Sure. Everybody actually finally knows who the tight end in Minnesota <laughs> is after uh, Rudolph left. Right. But this is not a great matchup. Browns have a young, fast wide receiver core that is going to keep up with him, make him fits. This is going to be a wide receiver game for the Nordic Crusaders and the Vikings. Put Conklin on the bench. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jonu Smith versus the Bucks. Uh, I'm sorry. Hunter Henry has taken the lion's share of snaps the last couple of weeks as it's 52 to 32. So by 20 snaps, that's kind of significant. Yep. And then it looks like Bill has lost trust in him. So, I mean, he might regain it. It's not going to happen this week, even against an awful defense in the Bucks. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, I know. I had to put a couple puns in here. Yeah, today. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, even though the Pats, or sorry, the Tampa Bay Buck defense isn't great, you're still sitting Smith because Hunter Henry is looking like he's going to be the featured tight end. Right. It's so lineup. funny with Bill Belichick. Like it doesn't matter. Like that Johnny Smith got a big deal. It's like, oh, uh, you're not producing like the way I want you to. Ride the bench. Yeah. Um, I don't care how much money you're getting. Go sit next to that Gatorade cooler. It's got blue. Or you can sit next to that <laughs> one. It's got orange. Either way, sit next to one of them and soak it up. Yep. So, all right. So that's the stardom sit em, And now we hit into what should Derwin do? <laughs> Ba-da-ba. I, I will say Derwin is competing. Like he lost by less than a point last week. Point, yeah. point two six points. Yeah. He should have won if he had listened to us and taken Hamner out of his flex. Who... Funny enough, is now on IR. So Derwin, look at your lineup. Pull out your IRs. Yeah. Uh, put Chark in, and yeah, you might actually have a good thing. Yeah, I mean, take out Hamler. But this is my other thing. You have two tight ends on your bench, including Everett, who is out. Yep. Drop him. No mm-hmm. one's gonna pick him up. Don't worry if you want him later. Yep. But the biggest thing is keep an eye on Dalvin Cook's status because if he doesn't play, you have his handcuff. And he had a big day, and he was on your bench. It was like, what, 23 points last week? Yeah. Like, come on now, Derwin. Come on, Derwin. And A.J. Brown's missed practice again on Wednesday, so he's questionable. Be ready to take him out. You don't really have much depth, that wide receiver, on your bench, but Brian Edwards is really your only choice unless you take put Chark in the starting lineup, and then you put Green Bay's running back Dylan, who's not doing a lot, but he might do more than Edwards. Right. So, I mean, you got some options, but Derwin – at least check your lineup, get your IRs out. This yeah. is what I ask of you, please, for the love of all that is football. Please do it. And trade Darren Waller. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Darren Waller off your hands. Uh, I'll give you Jalen Rager for a wide receiver. Straight up, Darren Waller for Jalen Rager. Let me know if you want it. All right. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for us here in this episode, Season 2, Episode 14. It kind of flew by tonight. I know. Make sure to follow us on the, at the Sports GPS on Twitter and Instagram. And I don't know if I'll be able to make it this Sunday for ColorCast, but... CJ might do it. Yeah, I'm probably going to do the Steelers-Packers game. All right. So, you know, listen to us at ColorCast app uh, if you have Apple. If you have Android, I'm sorry. Find an Apple product because apparently they're only on Apple. Yep. Uh, But you can listen to this gorgeous voice. Maybe it's gorgeous. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's irritating. We don't know. But I'm going to be commentating the Steelers-Packers on Sunday. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Sports GPS. For all of us here, Parker White, CJ Holly, thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.